Today is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022, and Donald Trump strikes back, sues the federal government over Mar-a-Lago raid and the violation of his Fourth Amendment rights. Memo reveals that Joe Biden White House worked directly with the DOJ and National Archives to instigate the criminal investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to get impeached. And Rand Paul warns Fauci's retirement won't stop him from sending the rat doctor to prison. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Fox News alert. President Trump's legal team just filed its first response to the Mar-a-Lago raid in Florida court. We got our hands on that filing right here. It demands that the FBI explain what they seized and return every single item that was not specifically listed on the warrant. In the filing, the president also calls for an independent special master to review all the documents that the FBI seized. President Trump's lawyers are also claiming that more than two dozen boxes of seized documents were covered by executive privilege and should never have been taken. Big, breaking, massive news, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump is suing Joe Biden. Get ready. The rumble in the jungle, the royal rumble happening right now. It's going to go down. Donald Trump is the first criminal in American history that wants you to know everything he's done. Wow, isn't that interesting? Boy, maybe we should start from this premise. Who are the people who are hiding evidence? Who are the people who don't want you to know what's happening? Who are the people who are suing in order to keep documents sealed? And who is the party in this scenario that is saying, hey, look at everything. I want it all released. When was the last time a criminal, a bad guy, a person who was guilty said, release all the evidence. Hey, my name is OJ Simpson. I want you to go ahead and bring up my old glove there. What's that? A little blood on the side? Let's put it on. Nobody does that if they're guilty. It is the guilty parties, the criminal parties that try to hide evidence that do not want things to be revealed, that don't want the court of public opinion to know what they are doing. It is the criminal element that tries to deceive the public and the court. And that is going on right now inside of this case. The FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago just went nuclear. Donald Trump has sued the federal government over his rights being violated. Donald Trump announcing on Truth Social late last night, we have just filed the motion in the U.S. District Court of Southern District of Florida, strongly asserting my rights, including under the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, regarding the unnecessary, unwarranted, un-American break-in by dozens of FBI agents into my home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Why is this important? Three things, and we have covered them on the show, but we must repeat them. Why does the Fourth Amendment exist? The Fourth Amendment exists because of writs, because of general warrants that were leveled against the colonists, where the king or the magistrate said, hey, I'm going to bust into your house. I'm going in, baby. You can't tell me no. The colonist says, what right do you have to burst into my home and take anything you want? And they say, hey, I got a general warrant here. Here it is. Here it is. Probably not in the form of a coffee cup, but whatever. Here's the general warrant. And then they toss it at him and it just says, you can take anything you want. Here you go. General warrant. Here you go. Doesn't have to say anything on it. Just general. Boom. I can take whatever the hell I want. And then also if I find anything incriminating, then I can destroy you. I can rob you. I can quarter my soldiers in your home. That's the third amendment. I can literally sleep in your bed, dude. That's what the colonists had to deal with. That's why there's no general warrants. There's no writs 
inside of this country. That's why the Fourth Amendment exists, to make sure that warrants, if they are legal, are extremely narrow. What did the FBI do? Smash and grab. They just took everything. They took Donald Trump's passports, and then they lied about it in the press. The second reason why this is insane is because Donald Trump is, of course, the former president of the United States. They're looking for classified documents and the power of classification via Article 2 of the uh, Constitution. The power to classify, the power to declassify. The power is vested inside of the president. He is the executive. The executive is him. That is where all power stems from. He is the one who classifies and declassifies. By its very nature, Donald Trump has the power to, with his, to just like put his hand over document and go, you have been declassified. Boom. Very powerful. Very sweet. But here's the real kicker, and this is what's just wild, and we've been screaming about this on this show. Screaming about it. We had Cash Patel on yesterday who absolutely validated this theory. They weren't after the classified documents. The classified documents is smokescreen. They always do this. The wrap-up smear. It's a lie. The classified documents are lie. Donald Trump has the nuclear codes. Lie. It's about the unclassified documents. Well, that doesn't make sense, Benny. Here we go. We know about 60% of what happened during Russiagate. The other 40%, the most damaging 40%, has been hidden by the government because it implicates Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton. It implicates John Brennan, James Clapper, and James Comey. It implicates the entire rat's nest and witch's kitchen of deep state agents who were attempting to stop the election of Donald Trump. Cash Patel says, we don't know anything about 40%, the worst 40%. And Cash can't tell us because it's currently, it's cur- it hasn't been released. He doesn't want to go to jail. Donald Trump declassified this information and then he took that information, presumably, to Mar-a-Lago and that's what the government was after. According to leaks from inside the DOJ, the government was after that information because they knew that Donald Trump would use it in 2024. They knew that Donald Trump was going to use this to humiliate his enemies, including, but not limited to, Joe Biden, including, but not limited to, Hillary Clinton. Seeing a lot of uh, headlines about Hillary these days. Maybe Hillary Clinton is coming to run in 2024. Either way, Donald Trump had his agenda and had his declassified documents lined up. Now, he declassified them. That's his right. He did it publicly, and he had them in the safe. And why do we know that he had him in the safe? Because they cracked open that safe and they grabbed everything, including Donald Trump's passports. That's the key, ladies and gentlemen. And that is where the government is illegal. That is where they have now gotten into the illegality of this lawsuit. We jump in here, baby. The FBI defied their warrant. They behaved criminally and illegally by grabbing and smashing and taking anything they wanted to from Donald Trump's house It was not a narrow warrant. This was a broad warrant. This was the kind of warrant that the founders warned us about. Harmy Dillon, our favorite lawyer, our favorite lawyer, said exactly this on Fox News, one of the best legal minds in America right now working. Harmy, take it away. If you trust them, uh, that is the DOJ prosecutors assigned on either side of that to do the right thing, then no problem. But if you don't trust them, then this sort of uh, appointment of a special master that that is an independent lawyer or former judge or what have you to oversee that process independently 
uh, that should already have been done. So, you know, I, I hope it, it isn't too late for that particular motion. But some other things that need to need to be considered are, is this judge, Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who's clearly shown himself to be biased, is he the correct person to be ruling on these issues? Should there be a motion to recuse that judge? It's always risky to file such a motion. Um, there is mention in this uh, filing today of return of property. I don't think it is really fleshed out. So hopefully, I think maybe the Trump team is waiting for the rulings on Thursday after Judge Reinhardt looks at the redaction requests and some other issues to see to see about that and get more direction on that. But I think this is just the first step. There needs to be a very aggressive response to this because this is not just about President Trump. This is about the Fourth Amendment. This is about the executive branch of government. This is about whether the Espionage Act even should apply at all to a former president under these circumstances. So for all of these reasons, it is deeply troubling, and I'm glad to see them taking this first step. There need to be a lot more. Good baby. Harmeet Dillon is the best. And if she is saying that the government violated his Fourth Amendment right, trust it to be true. Harmeet Dillon has been victorious in lawsuits against big tech, against Twitter. Harmeet Dillon, one of the best and has an impeccable impeccable record when it comes to suing evil entities and baby if she's saying they're going down they're going down let's say you're walking down the street and you see paul pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home would you get in his car let's say hunter biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop would you let him of course not because you're a smart person so why would you let hunter biden's father and paul pelosi's wife Nancy and Joe, run your bank account. Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. Donald Trump sued the federal government and asked for a special master to determine what material was seized from Mar-a-Lago. The special master is something that was given to James O'Keefe, for instance, when the FBI smashed in his door and took everything from his apartment. The FBI began to leak to the New York Times about this lawsuit. James O'Keefe would be able to get a special master like that. So Donald Trump will be getting a special master. All the legal minds say this. And Donald Trump will become victorious because they will say, wait a second, the government literally took so much more than they were allowed to take. They cannot use this against Donald Trump. We're going to throw out the whole thing. This is what's going to happen. The former president filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court, the Southern District of Florida, on Monday afternoon, saying his Fourth Amendment rights were violated. It comes as a magistrate judge in Florida, which is like a fake judge. Magistrate judge is like a term. This is, okay, so a magistrate judge, and we looked into this yesterday, and we talked offline about this yesterday. I'm not a lawyer, 
But boy, did I learn a lot about magistrate judges. They're like fake judges, okay? They're appointed by judges to handle paperwork. And these magistrate judges are not the real deal. They're not elected. They don't get Senate confirmed. They don't, they're not real judges. They're like interns that push paperwork so that the real judges can decide on real cases. These people are not accountable to anyone. This is why this Bruce Reinhardt, who's a pederast protector, who's Jeffrey Epstein's best buddy, Lolita Express defending, Bill Gates, Microsoft 5 using jerk, this guy who signed this war. I mean, this is how low they had to go, the FBI. They had to go essentially to like the desk clerk that works on the weekend at Blockbuster in order to get this warrant signed. This is the guy. Be kind, rewind. That's what's happening here. So this clerk, this clerk, this district magistrate ain't anything. He's going to have this snatched away from him. Now we're going to cover that this judge is actually turning on the FBI in our next story. Now this is what's very interesting is this judge is starting to realize that, whoa, wait a second. Uh, My entire career is on the line here and he's turning on the FBI and the government for this. He knows that he's been had and it's very interesting to watch that collapse. Donald Trump is filing in big boy court. The Southern District of Florida on Monday afternoon saying his Fourth Amendment rights were violated by the seizure of documents, including two of his passports and documents protected by attorney-client privilege. So they violated. Now, it's illegal to steal documents that are protected by attorney-client privilege from Donald Trump. It comes as a magistrate judge in Florida prepares to decide whether to unseal the search affidavit. Politics cannot be allowed to impact the administration of justice, President Donald Trump is the clear frontrunner of the 2024 presidential primary and the 2024 general election. Should he decide to run, the lawsuit reads, it adds that the raid on Mar-a-Lago was aggressive and the move showed no understanding of the distress that it would cause to most Americans. Eric Trump, the son of the president, said exactly that, saying that the FBI essentially did a smash and grab on Mar-a-Lago. Take it away, Eric. They misfired. That's what they did, Rob. They totally misfired and they galvanized the entire country by doing it. Uh, Everybody knows this is a sham. I can tell you right now, you've never had a Republican Party that's more fired up uh, than they are right now. Look at all the people my father uh, has endorsed. Every single one of them is winning. Look at the amount of money that we're raising uh, right now. I mean, we've had the best fundraising numbers that we've ever seen right now. Um, I'm telling you, even the energy. I mean, I was on a flight this morning. The energy on that flight, everybody came up with it to me. Sorry what these people are doing to your family. Your father has to go out there. You have our vote. You have our entire family's vote. You've got our entire street's vote. Uh, everybody I know, uh, you know wants him to run again. Uh, they've really pissed off everybody, Rob. You know, People know exactly yeah. what this is, and that's a weaponization um, of the legal system for you know, political means. Like all citizens, Donald Trump is protected by the Fourth Amendment. I'm reading to you the lawsuit right now. These are the pertinent issues inside of the lawsuit that we thought you should know about. Like all citizens, Donald Trump is protected by the uh, Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. Property seized in violation of the constitutional rights must be returned forthwith. The lawsuit pivots then to the constitutional arguments. The government has long treated Donald Trump unfairly, reads one line. It says that the DOJ and the FBI have treated... Donald Trump differently than any other citizen. Correct. Two years of noisy Russian collusion investigations in the special counsel final based on the FBI agents and officials. The suit says it says that the text exchange between the lead agents, Peter Strzok and his paramour, Lisa Page, reflect a complete disdain for the basis of President Trump and his supporters. Remember, these texts said that they were going to stop 
Donald Trump. You remember these texts from Peter Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page. They're going to stop Donald Trump and that there was an insurance policy to make sure he doesn't become president. That's the Russia collusion claims. Again, these are about the Russia collusion claim. It all comes back to Russian collusion. Cash Patel on our show yesterday. It all comes back to Russian collusion. That's what this is all about. This is the documents they were after. They were trying to hedge against Donald Trump running in 2024. This is Watergate 2.0, but far worse. In a reference to the FBI lovers, the lawyer said that the work on the probe were found to have exchanged anti-Trump tweets and texts. Background preface leading to the extraordinary raid describes the move by Trump and former First Lady Melania Trump to Mar-a-Lago after the 2020 election, and they were targeting Donald Trump and his wife. Boom. And it gets worse. How much worse can it get? I tell you, this is Watergate 2.0, and history repeats itself, and time is a flat circle. And let's go. True detective. John Solomon. Joe Biden knew. Baby, baby, this is a bombshell. Boom, put it on the screen. Joe Biden knew what was happening. John Solomon says that according to a memo that he has uncovered, the Biden White House was working directly with the DOJ and the National Archives to instigate the criminal investigation into Trump's handling of the documents. So far, the White House has said they are shielded from all blame here. Now, they knew nothing. They're lying to you. The Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to facilitate the investigation of Donald Trump's handling of the documents according to the memos reviewed and by investigative reporter John Solomon. Joe Biden's spokesperson has repeatedly claimed Joe Biden had no knowledge and the White House had no knowledge of the raid. According to the memos, the Biden White House initiated the criminal investigation by eliminating Trump's claims of executive privilege. The decision to waive Trump's executive privilege opened the door for the DOJ to issue Trump a subpoena to turn over the documents at Mar-a-Lago. John Solomon saying exactly this last night. Get ready. It's going down. Watergate 2.0. Is this an impeachment trap for Joe Biden? We'll find out their lies. We'll find them out. Go, John Solomon. And, and they lied to the American people about what they knew and when they knew it. Here with this big breaking news, he's the editor-in-chief at JustTheNews.com. John Solomon is with us, investigative reporter. This is a big story because they knew. They told us they didn't yeah. know anything, but the Biden White House knew. Yeah, not only did they knew, they were pushing the investigation. They gave the permission to the uh, National Archives to send the original boxes of documents that Donald Trump had sent back to the archives to the FBI. That launches the criminal investigation. They then give the archives the permission, Joe Biden's blessing, to waive the president's best legal defense by saying he can't claim executive privileges over this. The current president will not allow it to happen. All that occurs long before a grand jury drops a subpoena on uh, President Trump's lawyers in May and June and long before the raid. The Biden White House is at the ignition point of this investigation. And it's ironic because if you remember back in 2019 and 2020, it was the Biden Democrats that were complaining about efforts to start an investigation of Hunter Biden. Now they're caught doing the same thing, trying to push an investigation of their political rival, the opposition leader of the party, likely to face him in 2024. We've been telling you for many weeks that this was something that was driven by the Biden White House. We know this because Jim Jordan, one of the smartest people in Congress, have subpoenaed Ron Klain, said, Ron Klain, preserve your documents, including the White House chief of staff with Christopher Wray, with Merrick Garland, as it pertains to their investigation of this raid, saying that Jim Jordan is either dumb or he's hunting in the dark or he knows something. And the answer to that is typically and always Jim Jordan knows something. Jim Jordan, a friend of the show, and we look forward to him coming on later this week.
Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data on America's best network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran, is their CEO man. They want America to win and you will win if you switch to Pure Talk today. Use the code Benny to get 50% off. Jim Jordan knew that the White House ordered this raid. This is what the memo said, according to John Solomon at Just the News. The memo showed that then White House uh, Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversation with DOJ, DOJ, FBI, and National Archives as early as April Shortly after, 15 boxes of classified and other materials were found voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Trump's Florida home. By May, Sue had conveyed to the National Archives that President Joe Biden would not object to waiving the predecessor's claim of executive privilege. The decision that opened the door for the DOJ to get a grand jury to issue a subpoena to compel Trump to turn over any remaining materials possessed from his presidency. The machine, ladies and gentlemen, is coming after Donald Trump. That's because the machine is scared. That's because the machine is collapsing. The machine has been mortally wounded. They know that they don't have the will and the support of the American people. And so they must manufacture something in order to get Trump, his supporters, and criminalize MAGA forever. They will fail. This is not the country that we live in. And the man who has been covering it better than anyone else is the founder of Revolver News, Darren Beatty, who joins us right now. Thank you, Darren, for being on the program. Clearly, you have covered the machinations of the federal state and federal law enforcement in order to hurt and harm innocent Americans better than anyone. However, we really wanted to speak with you about this issue, specifically the fact that today, of all days, it seems as though the tide has turned against the FBI, the DOJ, and the Biden White House. Can you first off give us an update as to how you think this is going and how will it play out? And secondly, how stupid are these people? This seems like the greatest Looney Tunes, a Wile E. Coyote, Acme box explodes in your face. They're losing on this issue. All the polls show it. What are you covering at Revolver? Well, excellent job. Um, and I think you covered most of the salient points in your excellent monologue there. I think you're right that essentially what happened is they've crossed the line. They overstepped the bounds. And now we're going to see a very aggressive damage control effort with a lot of finger pointing. And you see that with the judge and you're going to see that internally within the Department of Justice. You're going to see that in the White House. <clears throat> now it's just a game of saying, okay, we overstepped. We went a little bit too far, even for us with our long train of documented abuses, weaponizing our national security state politically 
this was a bridge too far and we need to dial it back. And so who's going to be the fall guy? You know, uh, that's that's kind of the the internal process, I think, that's going on within the Biden administration. As for what should be going on with us, what should be going on with Republicans, obviously, this is a tremendous opportunity. I think it was egregious. It's outrageous. But at the same time, there's a real silver lining here because there are a lot of people that even in the wake of Russiagate, even in the wake of Revolver's coverage of federal involvement in January 6th, we're not up to date on just how um, criminal, really, and uh, uh, and rogue the FBI has become. And so the symbolic significance of a sitting president just having sicking his FBI like a bunch of rabid, dumb dogs, which is frankly how I think about the personnel of the FBI. Contrary to Mike Pence, I'm sure there are some good ones. I hope the good ones will come out and tell us the truth about what's going on. But for the most part, the kind of disposition you have to have to function in that role like that, given how corrupt these organizations are, you're a dumb, obedient dog who does what your masters tell you to do. And the Biden White House sent its stupid dogs to do a mission, and the dogs screwed up. The dogs are in trouble, but we need to not forget about the masters. And that's what the Republicans need to do when the shoe is on the other foot, when the Republicans have the House, we need to aggressively use the same type of subpoena power that they've been using to persecute basically anyone remotely associated with the Trump phenomenon. We need to use that same subpoena power justly and wisely within appropriate parameters, but it's absolutely appropriate to take the FBI and Department of Justice and other perpetrators to task for what amounts to an outrageous abuse of what should be a legitimate and venerable law enforcement institution. There is literally no other site on the internet better at covering the FBI and the permanent state and their abuses than Revolver. Based on your reporting, who do you think's head will roll for this? You said they're going to pin it on somebody. What would you predict the next steps will be in damage control? That's a great question. And I, I'll have to see how the process plays out a little bit more. It's hard to see them. You know, Ray is so entangled in so many things. And so is Merrick Garland. I think they're both very difficult to sacrifice, frankly, given how entangled they are in so much dirt. So much dirt. Merrick Garland's dirty history goes all the way back to the Clinton years where he had the domestic terrorism portfolio and he did some very dark things in the 90s in relation to Oklahoma City and so forth. So both of these individuals have a lot of dirt. They're deeply entangled. I think they're going to do whatever they can to lay it at someone else's doorstep. I think they're going to they're really going to try not to uh, have to sacrifice Ray or Garland because they're the figureheads and they're the spokespeople for the whole January 6th operation for so many other things. So they're very hard to get rid of. Um, I think to keep the pressure on and in fact intensify the pressure, one thing that I've called for in, in other contexts is I think with all the money that the GOP is sitting on, they could do something very effective right now. They could dedicate a substantial portion of their treasure chest to a whistleblower's fund to provide support and encouragement to people. They're, you know, they claim, oh, there's still patriots in the FBI. That's what Mike Pence says. 
Well, I'm going to take him at his word, and I think it's probably true. We can argue about the numbers. I think there are still patriots in there who are saying, look, I joined the FBI, which is supposed to be you know, the greatest law enforcement institution for the greatest country in the world. I wanted to do good. I wanted to defend the country. Well, now they have a great opportunity to bend the country, and it's by blowing the whistle and helping to explode, expose these scumbags and dirtbags who have taken – an organization that should have a great reputation and they dragged it through the dirt year after year after year to the point where if you're not totally a slave to the regime at this point, you don't like the FBI. And that's a big problem. So I think it's incumbent on those handful of patriots who are still in these institutions. It's time to blow the whistle and it's time for the GOP to provide support so those people can think that they can do so and not be absolutely crushed. So that's one very specific recommendation, I would say, that the GOP needs to do or some kind of fundraising apparatus adjacent to the GOP. If I were Trump, frankly, I would participate in such an effort. Trump is uh, following your advice. You talked with us last week about the Fourth Amendment and about the violations, and he must have been watching because here comes the lawsuit. And this seems to be filed in the right district. It seems like they did their homework. They're going to go after a Florida federal judge, not one of these magistrate judges. What do you think the outcome of this Trump lawsuit uh, will be? Are they going to rip this essentially away from Reinhardt and say, yo, wait a second, special master, also Fourth Amendment violations uh, up the wazoo, this entire thing gets thrown out. Can you game theory for us where this lawsuit goes? I think as far as the lawsuit goes, it's just a bit premature to say. I think it's obviously a great move. Anything that enhances the pressure is good. Um, I'd like to see it play out a little bit more before making any kind of specific prognostications, but I think it's excellent the way that it's done so far. The pressure needs to be on, but ultimately the focus needs to be on Ray and Garland because those are the two people that they don't want to sacrifice. They're going to try to find some other fall person. And there's just so much dirt on these guys. Just recently, Revolver published a piece showing layer after layer of falsehood and absolutely damning questions pertaining to the pipe bomb situation on January 6th. We proved definitively that the FBI is hiding from the public critical footage. The, in fact, the only piece of footage that they're hiding is a piece of footage that shows the pipe bomber allegedly putting the pipe bomb down at the DNC. And we've called for this. FBI hasn't said anything. And actually, kind of surprisingly or maybe tellingly, the Democrats haven't taken this up when, according to the official view, this was a MAGA January 6th Trump-loving neo-Nazi misogynist terrorist pipe bomber who planted pipe bombs outside of the Democrat National Committee. That's the headquarters of the Democrats. So they have a MAGA pipe bomber who plants a bomb in front of their national headquarters and Revolver News proves that the FBI is hiding critical footage that is probably the footage most likely to help identify the individual and the Democrats are entirely silent on this. So there's so many more skeletons inside of the closet of Merrick Garland inside the closet of Christopher Ray, And this is just another really significant pressure point. This whole raid, they, they overplayed their hand. And we need to just apply a multi-dimensional approach to keep the pressure on. I think the whistleblower idea is great. And that absolutely Trump and his team needs to keep the pressure on throwing as many lawsuits at them as they can. 
Reinhardt yesterday, and you said that these agents were dogs, man, they got kicked by the dog catcher yesterday when Reinhardt said, no, you actually don't get to keep this affidavit from the public. I'm sure you followed this story. Could you unpack it for our audience exactly how devastating this is to Ray and to Merrick Garland that they will now have the underpinnings of where they thought their case was revealed to the public in this affidavit? Well, I mean, if unless we give them the overly generous benefit of the doubt that they actually had a justified reason for all of this, which I think is virtually the possibility of that is virtually negligible at this point, it's going to be exposed for the political operation that it was. The more transparency that comes out in relation to this raid, the worse it is for Merrick Garland, the worse it is for Christopher Ray. Transparency in relation to the raid itself and the particulars of what they were looking for, what their uh, ostensible you know, their pretext was from doing all of it, but also transparency in relation to the internal discussions within the DOJ and the chain of command that ultimately allowed this thing to happen, that ultimately commanded the raid to happen. The more transparency in relation to this raid, the worse it is. And therefore, we need to keep that pressure on as much as possible. Final question for you, Darren, and it's a sort of an esoteric one. But again, there's no one better to cover this. Are Americans ready? Are Americans ready to learn the truth? You bring up January 6th, the pipe bomb, Ray Epps. Now there, we saw the federal agents inside of the January 6th uh, uh, crowd. That, that news broke last week. We're starting to see this persecution of Donald Trump just turn to tatters. I mean, their, their case is falling, turning into sand in their hands. Do you believe that with a, a full-throated and very toothy investigation from Republicans in the House, and we've had a lot of promises and a lot of preservation requests sent out, I think they'll actually do it this time. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they'll actually do it this time. I don't want to be Charlie Brown with the football and Lucy pulls mm -hmm. it away, but like, I, I think they'll actually kick the football this time. Uh, and then you hear what's happening in the Senate, same, same thing with Chuck Grassley. Are Americans prepared to find out how corrupt these law enforcement institutions are? And, two-part question, will the Republicans expose them? That's a great question. I, I think given what, what I know or what I'm confident about in relation to the FBI's history and its activities and Merrick Garland's activities— I think the brief and honest answer is no, the American people are not ready for that, but they're ready for some. They're ready for a lot more than they ever thought they would get. And I think simply exposing the truth about January 6th, which is the most recent and important uh, pretextual narrative in order to fully mobilize the national security state against the American people, that alone would be a tremendous victory. And on January 6th, again, speaking of overstepping their bounds and miscalculations, I think the regime really overstepped their bounds because they could have really cordoned off culpability for January 6th to what they would describe as a fringe group and neutralized basically most of what they wanted to neutralize in the United States. But basically what they did is they painted such a broad brush that they pushed a lot of Republicans, even mainstream Republicans, into a corner and basically left them no choice but to say, okay, if you're going to brand us all as domestic terrorists, we have no choice but to 
pursue what actually happened on January 6th. And I think that's the position that the Republican Party is um, generally. And so I, like you, am optimistic about uh, that specific issue that when the Republicans get the House, hopefully, you know, they'll listen to some of my advice on there. A lot of keep, uh, you know, people are uh, already listening and there are certain key documents that they should subpoena, certain key people they should subpoena. Just one important data point um, uh, before we, uh, uh, before the interview's over, I think people should know of all the people in the entire FBI who could have gotten promoted by Christopher Ray to basically run the DC field office. Christopher Ray chose the guy, the scumbag named Stephen D'Antuono, who oversaw and ran the Michigan kidnapping entrapment hoax. Yes. So I think that gives people a sense of how dirty this is. And, you know, it's not in generalities. We have specific people and specific questions to ask. We know a specific person, Stephen D'Antuono. Why Christopher Ray? of all the people that you could have given this highly coveted promotion, do you promote the one guy who oversaw arguably the biggest embarrassment in FBI's recent history, and that's saying a lot, and an embarrassment that touches specifically on this false narrative of Trump-supporting domestic terrorists. And in the case of the Michigan plot, it wasn't just kidnapping the governor, it was also storming the Michigan state capitol. The FBI told the uh, authorities at the state capitol, just open the doors, let them in. There are so many uncanny parallels, one of the same militia groups that's imputed to January 6th. And it happened just months before January 6th. And the federal infiltration rate was 12 out of the 26 plotters were feds or federal informants. And it's such a bad case that every single element of this so-called plot was actually initiated by a federal agent or a federal informant that it blew up in their face. They've gotten zero convictions. And the trial that's just wrapping up now, this retrial of, of uh, some of the defendants, is exposing even more embarrassing details. So of all the people you'd think, okay, the guy would, should get fired on the spot. Not only is he not fired, Christopher Ray says of all the agents in in the entire FBI that I could reward with this promotion and position to run the, the D.C. field office in the critical months leading up to January 6th and then to oversee the investigation January 6th, I'm picking this guy. I mean, the, there are details like this that just make it impossible for people to ignore. And I think that's what's setting us up for a real robust and, as you say, toothy um, inquiry uh, once we take over the House. That's right. That's right. No more gums. No more dentures. No more Werther's Originals stuck in the back of our dentures like Joe Biden. Real teeth. Real bites. Make it hurt. You said impossible to ignore. The number one site on the internet that is impossible to ignore is Revolver News. We encourage all of you to read it every single day. Also to subscribe. It's a spectacular experience. Darren, where can they best find your work? As always, Revolver.News. We actually have a really hot piece now. It's encouraging statewide Republicans to copy a Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, bill that would criminalize medical professionals, so-called, who perform these trans surgeries on children. It might not pass in the House now because we don't have control over it, but state legislators can do that. We argue just how exactly they can do it 
keep the pressure on them. That's the latest piece at Revolver. So revolver.news, it's always hot. It's always new. I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beattie, and that's pretty much where you can find me. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> Darren, thank you for being on the program. Thank you. All right, man, ladies and gentlemen, such an important interview, such an important time. You will tell your grandkids that you lived through this time. You will tell your grandkids that you watched the breaking of the machine. Our next story shows you exactly how broken that machine is and exactly how devastating this moment is for the Biden regime, where even the pederast protector judge, his name is Judge Reinhold, he has rejected the Biden administration's bid to keep the entire search warrant affidavit sealed. He shoved it in their faces. He said the unprecedented raid must be seen for what it is. And this guy's being played and he knows it. We have more depth on this story. So important. The federal judge considering the push to unseal the affidavit that bolstered the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago issued an order on Monday, yesterday, rejecting the government's push to keep the entire document under wraps and revealed his inclination to make it public at least some of the information. They may still get a redaction here. We'll see. Federal magistrate judge, meaning intern, Bruce Reinhardt, is in a new order rejecting the government's argument that the present record justifies keeping the entire affidavit under seal. We started the show by saying, which of the parties are the ones that wish to keep information from you, the criminal party or the innocent party? It is the criminal party that always wants to obscure information, keep it from the court, keep it from your eyes, lie and hide and manipulate. That is what the government is doing right here. It is Donald Trump and his lawyers who's saying, release it all. Let the people see. Let them watch. The judge said that the narrow tailoring of what has been made to the public and searching for at least onerous alternatives, a posture that could make new information on the government's investigation public within days. The judge put off a final decision last week and told the government to come back with a proposed redaction to the document. But he rejected the DOJ's claim that putting out a redacted version would be essentially meaningless because all of the information would be, would be blacked out. DOJ said in court last week that in doing so would result in the document devoid of context and would, be, would meaningfully enhance the public's understanding, would not meaningfully enhance the public. I cannot say at this point that a partial redaction will be so extensive that it will result in a meaningless disclosure. But I may ultimately reach that conclusion, the judge said in his ordering. He's hedging his order. Here's what's happening. Let's break it down for simple-minded people like me, IQ, room temperature IQ, okay? I'm not a lawyer, not a judge. I'm not even a magistrate judge, which is a fake judge, like an intern. There's the blockbuster, the blockbuster kiosk judge. If you're old enough to, under, to remember what a blockbuster is, be kind, rewind. That's this judge. This guy ain't playing with the full deck. This judge is saying that the reasons for me to sign off on this warrant in the first place, people have got to know them. People got to know them because I'm trying to cover my ass. The reason why I would sign off on this is because you prevent, presented to me a case and the American public deserves to know that case. The FBI and the DOJ are saying, no, don't release it. Don't tell them anything. The reason why that is, is because it's going to be just like Russiagate. What was the reason to spy on Donald Trump? 
They went to the FISA court and they said, we want to spy on Trump. Here's our rationale. What was their rationale? The Steele dossier. <laughs> they took a piece of fabricated Russian disinformation from the Hillary Clinton campaign and they used it as their predicate to spy on Donald Trump. It'll be the same thing here. It'll just be innuendo. It'll be complete trash. It'll be fake news stories from the New York Times that they planted. It's called the wrap-up smear. Nancy Pelosi has covered it. ALX, producer ALX, I'm just talking to him live right now. We got to, by the way, follow ALX on Truth Social, follow ALX the Lord on Instagram. He is the executive producer of the show, and he is spectacular, and he's back from vacation, and we're happy that he had a very relaxing vacation last week. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to, we have got to get on this program more Russiagate experts. We've got to talk about the underlying rationale for Russiagate as it pertains to this show. And what is that underlying rationale? The wrap-up smear. And what clip do we have? A clip of Nancy Pelosi saying what the wrap-up smear is. Nancy Pelosi, in a, in a, in a, a, a martini-fueled haze, said, hey, the wrap-up smear is when we create a fake story, we give it to the press, and then we use the press reporting on that piece to smear our opponents by saying, oh, look, it's been reported. Nancy Pelosi says it. I want that clip. ALX, I want that clip loaded every single day into this program. Every single day, I want that clip. The wrap-up smear, ladies and gentlemen. ALX is, saying, is telling us we have the clip. I don't know. My, I don't know. Royce can tell me if we can play the clip. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the wrap-up smear is what this is. This is why we do the show. We may have a room temperature IQ. We're, I mean, we're just normal people like you, but we pay attention to this stuff. It's our full-time job. It's the job that God gave us in this earth. And so we know what they're doing. We can tell you what they're doing in this, just a normal vernacular. In a colloquial vernacular, we can explain to you because they're dumb enough to say it on camera as Nancy Pelosi did. Here we go. A triumph of our team at The Benny Show. Nancy Pelosi in the wrap-up smear. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest and then you merchandise it. And then you write it and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. So that's how it works. Nancy Pelosi was dumb enough to say it. Again, she was probably there on a bender. Paul Pelosi was smashing into vineyards while smashed in Napa Valley. And Nancy Pelosi was there slurring her words, telling you exactly how Democrats operate. This is how it operates. And... The law is against them. It's gonna black. It's gonna backfire. It's Looney Tunes time, baby. The law is against them on this issue. We jump now just to hit once more the fact that this case has already been litigated against Bill Clinton. Old case over Clinton audio tapes in sock drawer. Impact Mar-a-Lago's search. We're just gonna cover this lightly, but the point is, is that the U.S. district judges have already decided. Has already decided that a president's private documents are private and cannot be messed with. When it comes to the National Archives, history has a funny way of repeating itself. Legal experts say the decade-old case of audio tapes that Bill Clinton kept in his sock drawer for whatever reason 
has as much significance over the impact of the FBI search of Melania Trump's closet. The case in question, titled Judicial Watch versus National Archives and Records Administration, involved an effort by the conservative watchdog to compel the archives to seize hours of recordings Bill Clinton made. He kept them in a sock drawer. For pop culture, the case is most memorable because of the revelation of the 42nd president, Bill Clinton, at the time, stored the audio tapes in his sock drawer at the White House. The tapes became the focal point of a 2009 book. The U.S. District Judge Amy Brennan Jackson in Washington, D.C., rejected Judicial Watch's suit, saying there's no provision in the Presidential Record Act to force the National Archives to seize records from a president. Jackson's ruling, along with the Justice Department's argument that preceded it, made some of the sweeping declarations that have direct relevance to the FBI's decision. Under the statutory scheme, this is the order, this is the ruling of the judge, established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term and at his sole discretion. That is still current law. So Donald Trump's going to have a slam dunk here. Donald Trump's going to, they're going to try and try Donald Trump for this inside of the district of Washington, D.C., in the most crooked and totally federally captured, corrupt district court, and they're going to lose. If this gets kicked up to the Supreme Court, they're going to lose. This has already been decided. They have violated Donald Trump's constitutional rights and his personal rights and his executive rights as president. The FBI, by the way, the reason we want this affidavit to be released is not only as the FBI lied on affidavits for Russiagate, the FBI lied on affidavits for other interesting investigations. This just teeny little piece, we'll cover it. A teeny little piece in the American thinker, FBI affidavit misled magistrate judge on a search warrant in a plot to seize forfeited content from safety deposit boxes. What happened? Well, it, uh, last year in 2021, the FBI raided a bunch of safety deposit boxes in Beverly Hills. They took all this stuff from the safety deposit boxes. They went in and they cracked open these secure safety deposit boxes because a judge gave them a warrant. The FBI lied to that judge. That judge is now spanking the FBI in court. We'll see what happens. This is still ongoing, but it is proof that the FBI lied on their affidavit in order to go in and get the contents of somebody's safety deposit box. They went and confiscated all of these items, apparently $86 million worth of items taken out of a safety deposit box. As Reason has extensively reported, the raid on U.S. private vaults resulted in the federal agents seizing and attempting to forfeit more than $86 million in cash, gold, jewelry, and other valuable property stolen from property owners who were suspected of zero crimes. How were they able to do it? They lied to a judge. So this Bruce Reinhart is starting to get pretty pissed. Not only did he rule against the FBI and the DOJ yesterday, he's starting to see the leaks, the leaks out of his courtroom to the press by the FBI and the DOJ. Now, judges hate that. Judges hate that kind of stuff. Because what that does is it begins to sully and destroy the tenor of the courtroom, the ability for us to have a ruling that is not destroyed by public perception to have a fair and equal courtroom. So what Bruce Reinhardt is seeing right now is one, this is going to be stripped. This, this issue is going to be stripped from him. His entire career is on the line here. The judges will see how he acts now and will destroy him because he only has this position because real judges gave him this position. And then Bruce Reinhardt is now beginning to see the FBI and the DOJ start to leak about this. The FBI and the DOJ leaked yesterday that Donald Trump had 300 classified documents. Well, yeah, he's the president. And the 
power to classify comes from the president. They're leaking, selective leaking in order to destroy or to help their case and destroy Donald Trump in public perception. And the judge is, is, is starting to get pissed. And this is what's very, very interesting as it all begins to collapse. As Darren Beatty said, what will happen is the whistleblowers will begin to come out and step out against these organizations. And it's beginning right now, according to Just the News. More whistleblowers come forward out against the FBI, saying it is out of control. A slew of whistleblowers have come forward with misconduct claims against the FBI and the Bureau's raid on former President Donald Trump's Florida state. FBI field offices in Miami, Salt Lake City, Buffalo, and Newark, New Jersey, face accusations that their upper management coerced agents into signing false affidavits, inflated terrorist caseloads to improve their apparent performance, engaged in illicit sexual activities, or concealed those of others, according to the Washington Times. The FBI has completely lost its mind. This is a quote. According to one of the whistleblowers, the FBI is completely out of control and its culture and structure needs to change. Not only is the political bias completely out of control, it is disgustingly obvious. The FBI knows that they will be held accountable for their illegal behavior and misconducts. One whistleblower said in a letter to Louis Gomert, Louis Gomert, a total legend. The whistleblower alleged that FBI Director Christopher Wray ignored the allegations of sexual misconduct following the raid. Wisconsin GOP Senator Ron Johnson put out a call for the FBI whistleblowers to come forward with misconduct concerns. The FBI is a very large organization, and the FBI has a $10 billion budget every single year. Yo, there are lots of agents at the FBI. If you listen to this program, baby, this is your chance to serve your country. Get out there. Tell the real OGs, Jim Jordan... Ron Johnson, Chuck Grassley, James Comer. Tell them. Tell them what you've seen. We've been following the Larry Nasser case. Disgusting. The FBI turning the other way while this serial predator preyed on the USA gymnastics team. Repulsive. We've seen the kidnapping hoax in Michigan. We've seen what they did on January 6th. Breaking news. The FBI had tons of agents inside of the January 6th. Uh, quote-unquote mob. Who knows? We need to know. How many of them were feds? Let's find out, Republicans. And now, of course, Donald Trump's raid. That is, a, uh, that, that is adding to just eons of the FBI assaulting, destroying regular Americans' lives, entrapping people, just being total jackals. Jackals, the kind of dog. And Darren Beatty says the FBI is behaving like dogs, like animals. And ladies and gentlemen, when you have a dog and it's backed into a corner, it behaves irrationally, it lashes out, and it starts to hurt itself and others around it. And that is exactly what's happening right now inside of our federal government. The regime collapse is at hand. And we know this, most importantly, because of what Dr. Fauci did yesterday. Dr. Fauci resigned. He's gone. The rat doctor's out of here. Retirement won't stop a full-throated investigation, though, says Rand Paul. Dr. Fauci is leaving because he knows, he knows, we did a live on this last night, that the teeth of justice are going to grind harshly, and they're going to hurt, and they're going to gnaw through any lie, and they're going to law gnaw through any ob observance that he may have that he is the science. Dr. Fauci is going in, and we're going to find out that Dr. Fauci was sitting there 
over a cauldron inside of the Wuhan laboratory, cooking himself up some bat soup. And that is where COVID came from, ladies and gentlemen. Rand Paul said a full-throated investigation will not be saved by Dr. Fauci resigning. Rand Paul, of course, the greatest, the greatest savager of uh, Dr. Fauci during these congressional hearings, actually reduced Dr. Fauci to like a shaking, whimpering, crying mess. Rand Paul tweeted yesterday, Fauci's resignation will not prevent full-throated investigation into the origins of the pandemic. He will be asked to testify under oath. It's coming. It's happening. The regime collapse is at hand. It is going to be delicious. It is going to be much tastier than bat soup. And Rand Paul said this the day before Dr. Fauci's resignation. Maybe Dr. Fauci was watching himself some Fox News and saw Rand Paul drop the hammer. Watch. It's the same guy. It's the same guy who also was complicit with these doctors who wrote to Lancet, the journal, and said, oh, it's a conspiracy theory to say that this came from the lab. I think this is the biggest cover up in modern medicine. And when we get to the bottom of it, when we take over the Senate, and we take over the House, we will investigate the origins of this because it's serious. There are labs around the world doing experiments on viruses that have 50% mortality, trying to make them more transmissible, to trying to make them aerosolized, trying to make them more infectious. This is a death wish for humanity, and we must do something about it. And Dr. Fauci's at the very origins of this because he funded the research and then he denied it was gain of function. But I had a panel of three prominent scientists come to Congress about three weeks ago and they acknowledge that this was gain of function and it hasn't been honest, that Dr. Fauci has not been honest with the American people about it. Well, I think we learned. Rand Paul calling it the largest medical cover-up in human history. Dr. Fauci is going to face justice. It is going to be so sweet. Dr. Fauci has destroyed American lives. Dr. Fauci has ruined your children's potential future. Dr. Fauci is the most evil, malevolent, rat who has ever had the misfortune of wearing a grungy, dirty lab coat. Dr. Fauci went and did barbaric Frankenstein experiments with deadly viruses to make them more deadly. He went to China. Dr. Fauci has investments in Chinese medical institutions. Did you know this? Dr. Fauci has investments in China. Dr. Fauci went to China to perform his barbaric experiments and to birth a pathogen onto this earth and to destroy many, many tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of lives. He is the most evil and malevolent character in my lifetime that has lived in my lifetime. That is un undoubtable. And justice must be served. This entire show has been about justice today. We thank Darren Beatty for being on the program. We thank you for watching. We love doing this show. We never stop producing this show. We're like getting all the assets and everything together. We love it. It's great. It gives us a chance to really tell you what is going on. And we thank you for watching. If you want to support us, an easy way to do that is to like this video, to share this video, to like our page, and to follow our podcast. Just click follow right there on your app. So easy. That's how you can ensure that we can keep going. And we say thank you. And God bless you. We do this show because we have our priorities right. God, family, country. We're free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.